Oh yeah, it's almost Valentine's Day, baby. Welcome to the Fig Cave. And we got we got some bro love going on. Cause I'm my good my good buddy, Darius Johnson, coming on the the podcast this evening. Celebration of Black History Month. We got some cool stuff to talk about. He's got an interesting collection we want to get into. And uh, he's a local collector here in my area, here in Baltimore. We actually met, actually met uh, through a Facebook group, and we've become friends. Our kids are friends, and uh, might be the nicest dude I've ever met in my life. Would gi- would give you the shirt off his back. Uh, we do a lot of fig hunting for each other, so uh, I want you guys to uh, hear his story. He's a super cool, dude. He is at Mr. B Buck on Twitter, and he is in our Fig Cave Facebook group, which uh, you can get into for free. It doesn't cost any money to be part of the group. It's uh, thefigcave.com is where you can find us. That'll take you to our Facebook group. Uh, we have 270 or so members there. Uh, we have some fun conversations about wrestling and breaking news all day long. We're buying and selling and trading figures. Uh, we got people doing giveaways. We have some other our our podcast brethren in there uh, doing some live stuff after the pay per views. The guys from the Run In podcast and I do kind of like a a live stream yard after each of the pay per views. So we have a lot of fun. So definitely check it out. It's thefigcave.com is the best place to get to us there. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at cavefig. We try to post any deals that we find on all the major websites if anything comes up uh you can find us there so uh without further ado let's get Darius on the phone let's talk about collecting let's talk about uh how awesome it is to be friends with me and uh all that and much more all right we got Darius on the line Darius johnson a good buddy of mine you can follow him like i said on twitter at mr b buck and he's in our facebook group the fig cave what's up man how you doing this evening Hey man, everything is lovely on this end. Just uh, just enjoying the time. I hear you, man. We got a little snowstorm coming in the next couple of days, but hopefully, uh, you know, you're working from home. Your kids are doing school. Are your kids? No, your kids are going to school now, right? Uh, my kid, he goes every other week, so he's oh, here okay. sometimes. Sometimes not, but he's home this week. So um, oh, a little little down about it. I was supposed to uh, maybe take a little trip out of town over the weekend but uh might not happen now with the weather yeah, but yeah. it is what it is well i was putting together some questions to ask you and i figured this is going to be more free-flowing you're not like my normal type of guest i've we we talk all the time we i know more about you but uh there's some cool things i want to let the people know about you but i want to talk about how we met because it's kind of one of the cool parts of collecting and we'll probably end up doing a whole episode about it is like it's such a cool community uh we met through a, like a facebook group randomly and um, we kind of started hanging out for a pay-per-view or something. Now our kids are friends. So to tell, kind of go into more detail about all that. It's pretty – it's one of the cool f- aspects of this whole collecting. I don't know if you've if you've done it with other people too and many other friends through the, through the collecting world. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably honestly uh, my favorite part about uh, collecting right now is the friends that I've made. Um, I'm, I think I'm kind of at the place where I love the groups – a lot and all that stuff but i'm like you know what i've made my friends like you know i I have enough people that i'm connected with that if i'm really looking for something i know i can tell these people hey you know i'm looking for this and you know they can do the same with me but uh yeah we met uh yeah we met through you know a couple of mutual friends um through a facebook group and just um through the hunt of i think the first thing everyone we were all looking for was pete dunn yep yeah pete dunn when the pete dunn madness started i think it was around a snowstorm too yeah like uh, a year and a half ago or something maybe yeah 
yeah so then we um we're just you know looking for beat done and then you know we all just came together trying to find the best way to to look out for each other and to and to find the fix and we used to run it up yeah uh, that was that was back back in the heydays you know when yeah. uh, we used to run it up like crazy and you know we, we used to get everything we was looking for and take care of everyone so um yeah but then like you said you know our friendship just kind of blossomed you know outside of that you know with our friends becoming you know buddies um nxt events you know play dates and yeah. all that stuff. so yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely been been a good journey yeah, it's it cool to see other people in our groups like, hey, I live in Kentucky. You live in Kentucky, too. Let's help. You know, that's what you really have to do. It's so hard to find stuff. We talked about that on this on this show so many times that it's cool to have, you know, I, I got you and I got Lawrence in our group and there's a bunch of other people. Um, even Zach, who doesn't really collect, is always looking for stuff for me. So it's cool to have like that support system because, you know, you could go to Walmart four days in a row and then on Friday you don't go out and that's when those figures hit. And if you're yeah. not there on that day, man, you're SOL. So, I mean, it's cool to have an extra set of eyes. That's what's really cool about the Facebook group, too, is uh, Jeremiah today found me the, the Kane Decade of Dominance uh, in his yeah. store. And uh, I don't know. We haven't seen that at all here in, in Maryland. And those shippers don't show up too much. Sometimes they're either late, too lazy to put it out or they just put it around the pegs. Um, man, so. it's it's ridiculous, man. I remember um, when the first set of decorative of dominance came out. Um, I was hitting Target. I mean, uh, Walmart every single day, yeah. at least two or three times a day. My local one. And then one day, I just happened to be in the area. I, I don't even think I was out like actually hunting. I just said, I'm gonna just go in here and see. And lo and behold, the shipper was right there. Yeah. And um, you know, I was pumped. I think that's when I had grabbed uh one of the canes for you, yeah, the Survivor yep. Series canes, yep. and so yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's that's also a stress. And then something else I think is a big benefit of that is um, everyone's different time schedule. So um, I'm a teacher. So a lot of times what mm-hmm. I'll do is on my way to work, right when Walmart opens, I'll stop at Walmart and I'll, you know, just pop my head in there, see what's out. And a lot of times my Walmart they'll have it opposed to you, you know, your schedule is a little more fluent. You might be driving by target or Walmart in the middle of the day. Whereas I can't do that. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you're able to cover a store, you know, with uh, more time. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's funny. Cause we talk about it all the time. Is it kind of, for me, more than half of the the joy of collecting is you know making the friends and also the joy of the hunt. And sometimes I'll find something out. I think I was with Tom when he was in, in town for something. Tom from the Running Podcast, and I found that Mark Henry. And you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find it on my own." Like sometimes you just get it in your head that you want to be the one to find it, you know? Exactly. Uh, because you put in so much work to do it. And, it's, and I've done that a couple times. Like I know I I find something that I know you're looking for. And you're like. Uh, I'm gonna hold off because I might. I'm gonna go yeah. out today and find it because. And I was like, I respect that because it's like, it's it feels so much. It is nice to be able to have someone find something for you, but it's nice to be able to find it yourself and like mm-hmm. get that reward for all the hard work. So um, it is yeah, it is cool to to have that extra set of eyes. Um, how did you get into collecting? I know you've been collecting since you were little. Did you uh, when did that start? And and how has that kind of changed since you've gotten older and have kids now and stuff? So um, if I can remember, so of course, obviously, it started with, you know, a love for wrestling. Um, I remember sitting on my dad's lap when I was two or three years old. He said um, he would flip through the channels. He'd stop on wrestling and I'd be cheering. And then he turned the channel and I would start fussing and crying and screaming. Oh, nice. And uh, so that that's really what started, you know, my love for wrestling is 
is, you know, just that bonding time with my dad. Even when we weren't on the best of terms, mm-hmm. um, wrestling would always bring us together. You know that's what I mean? Cool. So um, that's what started. And then, um, you know, I just remember KB Toys, Toy Works, Toys R Us, you know, all the stores like that. And um, my dad always used to come home with wrestlers for me. He's like, oh, son, my back's hurting. Can you stand on my back? And then I'd go to stand on his back and he'd pull out. Nasty boys for me, the the Hasbro's, the nasty oh, boys nice. Hasbro's for me, and just things like that. So um, that 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 kept up with me, man. Probably until probably until close to eighth or ninth grade, and then I kind of I fizzled out for a little while. Um, I think I fizzled out. I remember um, I remember getting the Stump, the Stump series. Um, I got a lot of the Jacks, obviously. Uh, right around Classic Superstars is when I fizzled out, okay. and then um. I think because it was just so many of them. Like, you know, I was, you know, I was at the age where it was like, if I wanted something, I had to work for it myself. My parents wasn't going to keep getting me yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was like, all right, I'm going to chill. So and then um, I got back into it a little bit. Um, when I got a little older and got a little independent, then I stopped. And then I started back up. Um, it was mainly because of my son, man. Um, Kobe, he he started liking wrestling. He started watching it with me. So I said, you know what? Let me, you know, get him a couple figures or whatever. So I got him a couple. Uh, I think I remember the first one, one of them I got him was uh, Finn Balor. I think it was Elite. It was like 47. It was in the 40 range. The one, the first one, the first Demon Finn. The NXT um, one, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. So got him that one. And then he, um, you know, it just kind of, you know, kept going. I said, man, and then I just started thinking like, I would have loved to have some of the figures that I had when I was a kid now. And granted, I mean, I had a bunch of them, but, um, you know, they had wear and tear just from me playing with them. Yeah, so yeah. really that's what a lot of it is, man, is, um, I got like a detail off of, uh, figures for it, figures that are his favorite figures that are my favorite and, you know, wrestlers that are my dad's favorite. So it's just kind of, um, a good way to keep like, you know, uh, the family, like, you know, just keep things in the family. That That's what I would call it. Yeah, for sure. And our kids are too young to like watch football. You know, my kid, my son can't watch football. He doesn't know what's going on. But we can sit down right. and watch a wrestling match. We can pop on like the Royal Rumble and and mm-hmm. watch that. We can both be entertained. I want to get into. You're a teacher, and I want to know. You teach high school, right? High school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were kids, when we were in high school. There was no chance that you could like tell people that you collected toys or wrestling uh. figures or any of that stuff. Like. I got made fun of for just trying to be like not you know, for nothing. I mean, I was just you know <laughs> kid with glasses, you know, and I got made fun of. Is is it totally changed now? Because I feel like it's cool to be like a nerd now. Kids, you know, everyone collects Pokemon. People mm-hmm. are, people love anime, like all that. Do you see that with kids in school? Like where it's like, is that good? Is it good where there's like I'm sure there's still bullying, but I feel like everyone's kind of. Like maybe it's the internet that's done it. That's, that people now like have so many more interests. What what do you think it is? You're around kids more than I am. So I think it's still a little more subtle. Um, like uh, if you do it, you know, you do it. You're not going to be out in the open with it. But you know, I just can think of someone like the kids who were quote unquote the cool popular kids who. Um, I'll say something about wrestling. You know, I always kind of test the kids out just to see where they are, see if that's something we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one was like, oh, yeah, I went to Raw when they were in Baltimore uh, last month or something like that. You know, my girl wanted to go. So, you know, I you know, I just went with her. But it's like, man, you you was paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you you know what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, saying all that to say, like, it's subtle. I don't, I don't think kids really get teased for it anymore. 
Um, especially, I mean, the ninth and 10th graders, they definitely don't. 11th and 12th graders, I, I never really heard them teasing each other about it. But it's definitely a thing. I mean, like, they, they embrace it now. That culture of, of shunning people, of shunning at least amongst high school kids, isn't yeah. as prevalent as it was when, when we good. were younger. Yeah, I feel like they can find, like, if you're interested, if you're in high school and you like Pokemon, I mean, you now have Facebook where you can, you know, there's there's all kinds of clubs and groups that you can, you know, find people just like we did, you know, that, you know, right. might be local um, and you know, if they don't go to your high school or something. So, yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. So tell us about your collection. I wanted to have you on. You're African-American. It's It's Black History Month right now and you have a pretty cool collection i always like to see like you know i got the kurt angle collection i got the macho man collection we have people that do our friend jeremiah does all miss elizabeth and female wrestlers and you do all african-american uh wrestlers how did you get into that and i'm going to post a picture of it on uh with the episode but um what how did you get into that i know it obviously means a lot to you and your you know mm-hmm. connection with your dad and your sons and right. what, what are some of the your favorite figures that you have in that collection so I think what actually got me into that was like, all right, if I'm going to collect something, I want to collect something that's going to continually have meaning to me. Um, obviously, being a black man, that that means a lot to me. That's, you know, something that, you know, I take a lot of pride in. Um, it's not a lot of black people that are into collecting. So um, I want to highlight that. Um, that's something I want to always have highlighted. And I, I don't think I ever want to let go of like um, just because I know people come and they go in this collecting thing. Um, that's something just looking at it right now, like that's never going to go anywhere. That's going to be here always just thinking about like, and then looking at, like I said, the stuff for my son, um, his favorites, my favorites and my dad's favorites, like that's always going to be there. Um, so that, I think that's really what it is, is, um, just, just sticking, being able to stick with something. I'm, I'm one of those people that I like to be in something. I like to be in it all the way. I like to have parameters. I like to know what I'm going for. I'm, I'm strategic. I'm really strategic. I'm a math teacher. So like, yeah, yeah. it kind of goes along with that a lot. Um, as far as my favorite figures, um, let's see. I mean, my, my African-American figures, I mean, I like the King Booker a lot. That's one that I like a lot. Um, Ron Simmons. I like that one a ton. Uh, but King Mabel, man, King Mabel might take the cake for, for my African-American figures. Um, yeah, I think King Mabel definitely takes the cake cause he's just like, they, they smashed, they, they did their thing with that. They one, did. Man. They did. That was a whole new mold for them. I also like those, I don't, I think you got them recently or maybe some with somebody else's Harlem heat elites, uh, are yeah, pretty yeah, amazing yeah. looking. Is there any ones that you don't have that have been out? I mean, I know the MVP one's a little bit older, I don't remember mm-hmm. when you got that one. Is there anyone that you're like, you have a checklist that you're missing or is there just a lot of people that you hope come out? You know, I mean, I have a running list of people who I hope come out. I do that for, for my, for all of the wrestlers that I want, like a running list of people that I want to come out. Um, it makes it easier in my mind for when something drops to know if it's something I'm going to want. Like I have my favorites listed. I have my son's favorite listed. I have my dad's favorites listed. When one of those drop is like, all right, do I have them from that era? Mm-hmm. Like, cause for example, like, um, HBK is one of my favorites. Um, the heartbreak kid. I have a heartbreak kid error. I have a rockers error. I have like the older Shawn Michaels. And I have the DX. So it's like the WrestleMania one in my mind. It's like, I like it, but like, I already got, I got, I think I might have two or three of that error. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm like sense. on the fence about it. But, um, as far as ones that I really, really want to come out 
from my African-American collection, I need a two cold Scorpio. Oh, God, that'd be freaking dope. That's one. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would feel like a slap in the face if they gave us a flash funk first, man. I mean. Yeah. I, I feel like they would do that, too, because that was that was what he was known as. Unless they come out with like an you know, like a WCW or an ECW line, which would be sick. But right, um, you're you're strictly Mattel, right? If like if FTC came out with a Two Cold Scorpio, you wouldn't you wouldn't buy that, right? I I probably would, man, just because he's one that's high on my list. Um, and him. I mean, he was great. Butch Reed is actually one that's been high on my list. Um, you know, Grant, you know, he passed away, so I mean, I don't know if he had a deal or if this is going to result in a deal, but. Like a Doom Butch Reed or the Natural Butch Reed, just just a Butch Reed, I would I yeah. would be down for. Um, yeah, but there aren't any that I'm missing. Um, I don't have an APA Farouk. Um, that's one that I kind of just I don't know why I just never got it. I mean, I have Ron Simmons and I have Nation of Domination Farouk. I'm hoping they release another Nation of Domination Farouk because I don't like the Nation of Domination Farouk. Yeah, that with two pack. Yeah, it was kind of kind of like basic, right? It didn't really have too much deco on it. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it didn't, and it didn't look like him to me. Like it, they, I feel like they could have done a lot better with that. Um, but those are those are honestly the ones that I'm I'm missing. Um, is APA Farouk? Other than yeah. that, I think I got them all covered. I was looking at the picture. I can't think of anyone. Obviously, you probably are going to get Scorpio Sky when that drops from AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the Crime Time ones really stick out at that bottom shelf. I mean those are you know looking back on it, those are just really cool. Like. No, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't watch a ton of wrestling in that time, but I feel like they were like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I want to say ahead of their time, but they were just like, you know, they didn't get appreciated yeah. for sure when they were around. And those two were hard to find, man. Those weren't those weren't easy ones to find. I had to be real, real patient with them. Um, them probably and the MVP. Um, was, yep, and MVP. Yeah, he's the other one that was that was tough for me to find. Is there a Rich Swan in there? Do I see a Rich Swan anywhere? Yeah, he's down there on the bottom row, uh, on the back. Oh, and the white jacket. Okay, I got it. Cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm sure it's. That's something cool to show your son, and also like, you have you met anyone that has a collection like that? Have you like? Uh... I don't think I have, honestly, man. Um, yeah. I, I've thought about even extending it and going like back to like getting like the Galoobs and the Hasbro's and things like that. Like I know JYD, I, I believe was the first African American figure ever released. Yeah. Um, LJN maybe. Yeah. The LJN. Yep. So I, I've thought about, I've thought about doing that and ex- expanding it, but I want to get my whole area set up the way I want it. And yeah. then that might be something I might end up doing. Sadly, there's not a ton, you know what I mean? Like back mm-hmm. in, you know, now it's, it's, it's cool to see. I mean, we had, so you know, we had Sasha Banks in the new day and, you know, at, at one point we had a ton of African-American champions all at once. But when you go mm-hmm. back and look at the Hasbros, I mean, I'm thinking Virgil is one. Um, Virgil, Coco. Coco. Yeah. I mean, there's not, not a ton. So, I mean. Papa Shango, yeah. Kamala. Yep. Yeah. It's, I think that might be all of them to mm-hmm. be honest is those five. I'm there literally right to my right here I could look but yeah I think that's that's all I could think of yeah I mean it would yeah. it would be cool and then that would be something like you know it'd be cool to see if anyone's ever done that before like as you like you said there's there's a ton of African American wrestling fans but in in the groups and like uh on our Facebook group and in the Major Brothers group there's not a ton of African American folks that collect so I mean it is I mean it is cool to kind of stand out like that, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're we're out here. I mean, yeah, us yeah. when we when we find each other, I mean, we we definitely embrace each other, and um, 
you know, just, you know, talk about our different um, things that we might encounter with, you know, collecting and things that we might notice. And, you know, so it's, it's been a it's been a good journey. And I mean, like I said, that's one of the best things about collecting is the people that you meet. So when you find someone that, you know, you can identify with on that realm, it's it's definitely important. It is cool to see our sons playing. You know, my son's five, your son's six, right? Or seven yep. now? Six. Six. So it's cool mm-hmm. to see them play together. And then, and then we were like totally under. I remember last time you got you came over, like they neither of them played wrestlers at all. But like you know, the time before, you know, it's my son, your son. They don't even care. Like you know, I, my son. Yeah. It's just cool to see. Like my son's. Like he's, you know, he's had African American kids in, in daycare and school, and he doesn't even like ask me questions or like. It's just like, okay, this kid's cool. He likes wrestling. I'm going to play with him. Like that's as far right. as his, that's as far as his brain goes. So which is really yeah. cool to see, you know. Um, yeah, man. They play so good together too. Um, Ultimate Edition line sitting here behind me in the Oof. video. You you kind of got me into it. I, I I wasn't on it right away. I don't think I got Warrior and and Ronda. And you were like, bro, these are like the sickest figures. I've ever bought so I jumped on it pretty quick and I have you to thank and I, I love them it's it's a little bit of a higher price point but you know when they're coming out there's two at a time it's not a, it's not six and it's and it's like must-haves I mean Ronda and, and Nakamura notwithstanding uh this is just bangers and we talked about it let me know your impressions on the open ultimate line what you've like what's been your favorite parts of it what do you think they need to fix and, and all that stuff and listen, um, <laughs> that that that's my bread and butter right there, man. Like, um, that 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 what that's what keeps me in collecting is is the ultimate editions. If it wasn't for them, you know the you know the thrill and all that stuff. Like you know, like I said, I have my list of stuff that I get. Um, Ultimates is the only thing I complete on. Like that's the only thing. Like I'm a completionist. Completionist on. Obviously, eventually I'll get all the Hasbro's. Um, not missing many, but um, the Ultimates fan. That's um. They they keep seem to finding ways to improve, which yeah. is um, important. I think if they stop improving and they stop and no, here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want the elites to become ultimates. Yeah, yeah. I want to. If they do, they have to find a way to raise the ultimate editions even higher because, mm-hmm. um, like I mean, it's it's a good concept, man. Like it's it's solid figures. Um, they pose well besides my only gripe is Finn Balor like there are certain poses I would love to be able to get him in certain poses I would love to get Brock Lesnar in um because I I do uh MOC and I do loose on those like oh wow I'm, I'm like all the way in on those so um yeah I don't I don't really have no issues with them man um I'm hoping that this warrior with this with the fan takeover line I hope that he has a better scan because um, I feel like Mattel, they haven't been catching his um, his intensity real well. Um, so I hope they find a really good way to to catch his intensity, even in the, the RSC uh, Ultimate Warrior exclusive that's about to drop. Like, the intensity in his face, like, it's not there. Like, yeah, and that's one of, like, the main things with him. Definitely not in the Ultimate Edition. I can, yeah, it doesn't, he has, like, a, one of the faces is just kind of like a blank stare. It's not even, like anything really really that exciting but i mean the the deco is great um mm-hmm. we we kind of chat about it we had actually a conversation last week about like who you want to see um mm-hmm. and you had some classic guys i said right off the bat we're gonna see a aj we're gonna see a roman and an undertaker 
Oh um, yeah, definitely. Give me some like attitude era, new generation guys you want to see because you had some good ones that I even for some reason didn't even think of, but I mean, so if we're talking golden era, I think one that I said that I would love is a Sergeant Slaughter. Um, just could you imagine a Sergeant Slaughter in almost in like um, in like his Hasbro gear? Yeah, yeah. Like, but like have a, the jacket with them. And, yep. Oh my Camo- gosh, camouflage. They could... Yeah, like yeah, the flag. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they could crush that. Um, I, I would, I would like to see an Andre. Um, obviously, that would have to be its own separate everything. Um, that one would probably take a lot of time. Um, I'm getting impatient waiting on the Undertaker because I feel like that's that's gonna happen. They need I to just do don't. It, yeah. I just don't know when. Uh, what would they What would they do though? Like what? I mean, you've done every iteration of the Undertaker. Would you do? I mean, they just did debut Undertaker. They just did Boneyard, and they just did like the 30th anniversary one. I mean, what's what's to you would be the most memorable? Because um, those those um defining moments are tough to beat. That ministry, yeah. you know. There's one that they haven't came out with. Um, I want to say when it was um uh, when he faced Kane at WrestleMania. Oh. Uh, WrestleMania 13. I want to call it, say it was. But whenever he faced Kane at WrestleMania, he has this like uh, it's a different type of robe. Um, I, I maybe if it wasn't thirteen, but it was, it, was 14, it was fourteen. I just looked it up just real quick. Fourteen. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they that that would be tough. Oh, it has like kind of like the the diamond like on the back, like behind his head, kind of like. Mostly like he's in a car seat, like uh, like a baby car seat, you know, like you know, it's like a, like a ace of spades, like low, and it's like almost like the ministry outfit, like that he had on. But yeah, that is that would be pretty cool. It's still the all black. Um, yeah, that would that would work because it kind of like it does that match, but it's like pretty symbolic or pretty like memorable, you know. So yeah, that, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, that's a good call. Yeah, that would that would be the taker. Yeah, you said Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That's one other one I can't. You know, I'm I'm really excited for that flair coming out. I mean, we we talked about. It. I mean, you would think that we've had a ton of flares, but the last time he was in a the regular elite line, like he had the Retro Fest. He had you know what else? I'm trying to think. He was at the four pack. Defining moments. He had yeah. two defining moments. Yeah, the four pack with um the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't think he's ever had a single elite, right? Which is wild. I yeah, mean, they crazy. they're kind of saving him for the for the cream of the crop, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be sick and having him pair with Charlotte. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm excited about that line. I, I like that they're kind of going in other directions with the Amazon exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, anybody who's kind of dragged their feet, I think a lot of people are now getting into it after the Fiend and, and the Hogan ones dropped, and you can now get those. They're back in targets. They're they're selling through those. They're not peg warming like the Triple H and the Finn Balor ones were. So, All right, that's good. Um, before we get into the fig budget thing, because that's I wanted to do a separate episode with you of that, but I think we should just kind of cover it all now because that's that's something at the beginning of the year here we want to talk about. Um, let's, let's go. Let's talk about this Macho Man Micro Brawler thing last week. I wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted to mention it at the top of the show, but I forgot to. Uh, you don't collect Micro Brawlers, right? No, no, I won't touch them things, man. Yeah, so yeah, I wish I didn't either, but uh, I collect <laughs> anything Macho Man. Uh, so if anybody that doesn't know, they they said there was going to be, hey, this this 
surprise is going to be available for two hours from 11 to 1, blah, blah, blah. It was a macho man. A lot of people, I'm sure, bought it, paid the shipping. Then as soon as that two hours ended, there was another one, then another. So eventually six total. Um, of course, the but the guys at Major Brothers don't really see any problem with this as much as I love them. Um, I just totally disagree with them. I think I don't mind buying six of these. I don't mind buying 20 of them. But I don't think I should have to pay shipping six different times. And I understand from a business standpoint that you would not sell the same amount if you just brought them all out at the same time. Right. But uh, as an outsider, since you don't collect these things, what what did you think of all this? Because a lot of people were pretty pissed pissed off, which you know is, so, is, isn't new with the internet. But so with micro brawlers, it's funny. So a couple people have gifted me micro brawlers. Like someone like gave me like a gag gift of a uh, Coco Beware. I saw that down in the bottom shelf. <laughs> yeah, because because running running joke is I I don't like Coco Beware. Like oh. that's just not he's just not my my cup of tea. And I think someone had gifted me like an Ultimate Warrior. So I look at them sometimes. I'm like man, these things don't look bad. So I always look at what they got coming out and what mm-hmm. have you. Um. But this little practice that they just put, oh, and the Owen Hart, I almost, I was seconds away from getting the Owen Hart when it dropped. Um, but this little thing that they pulled, man, um, it it honestly didn't sit right with me. I was thinking if this was something that I collected, I don't know if it would be something that I would have continued to collect. Right, um, yeah. I mean, I would be, I, there's some people that need to get all of them. Like, if this was... Yeah. I was the whole day. I was like, man, I wish this was just anyone else. If this was like Bret Hart or some mm-hmm. someone else, I could just sit back and watch all these idiots spending their money. But of course, it's freaking Macho Man, and of course, I got to buy them all. <laughs> plus, buy the Defender for it. Plus, pay the shipping on it. And my wife- so I mean, it. I, I I don't think it was. I mean, like you said, business practice. Get it from the consumer, from the person that's going to be buying them. I. Uh, I, I feel for anyone who does that. Like it, it would have drove me insane. Um, Cause it's like the two hour window and then you're not up and it's just, I, I feel like they should have found a way to, co- to combine shipping or at least let everyone know which ones are coming out. So people could, you know, have an idea of what, what it is. That yeah. just, it just didn't rub me the right way at all. Like, and I don't even collect them. Yeah, and just before we start recording, they announced they're doing some micro brawler AEW micro brawlers. I think they're seventeen ninety nine, but I think you have to pay if you want each of them. You have to think pay shipping. Don't yeah. quote me, but I think you have to pay shipping for each one. Which yeah, I'm, yeah, I think I saw that. I saw yeah. that on Facebook too. Um, so I mean, I guess if people are gonna buy them, I'm sure they sold a ton of the matcha. Man, I bought all fucking six of them. So <laughs> and I bought five, and then uh, Mike Lanham and the group got one that I missed out on. So I mean. The wife didn't like seeing all the like. What are all these charges from pro wrestling tees? Did you buy more shirts? I'm like, no, they're not shirts, baby. They're fucking macho man plastic. Like, macho. and don't get me wrong, those shipped are like thirty dollars to to our area, right? Give or take a little bit. Yeah, the shipping was like five bucks, six bucks. Uh-huh. But I mean, they're getting the case too. Yeah, but they weigh like three ounces. I mean, they're freaking. Right. When I when I mailed one to somebody, it was like I could get. Oh, you could get like the. The, the the bare minimum that ha- that just has a tracking number it's like six bucks or something you know whatever you know for them I don't know um but uh you know it, it was interesting way to do things and now I guess they know that people want these you know instead of just throwing them in these crates and just giving them away basically they're making a business out of them so which I mean yeah business perspective it makes sense um and honestly my thought too kinda is um people who tended to to scout them. 
that might have combated that a little bit. Oh, for sure. But I mean, because I mean, you think about it, like when the first two drop, like, you know, if people like, all right, I'm going to run it up and I'm going to buy five or 10 of these and Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, resell them for double. You know, you you might have the scoppers might have missed out on the rest of them, which yeah. I mean leaves more for everyone else. Yeah, if they decided rare, to go that route. Know? Yeah, the first mm-hmm. one, I'm sure the first one was probably the most bought, and then they kind of tapered off until the last one. I think the last one they did for five ninety nine or something. So I'm sure people bought the shit out of that. So then they were all right. that was the one thing they were they went from thirteen ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine. They were they kept going up every every time by two dollars. And you know they're just repainting. They're just putting green instead of blue or something. So oh it's, gosh, it's not like man. it's a different design. It's just I don't know. It's just uh, I, I'm tempted when I get them just to sell them all. I'm a so I I put up my Kurt Angle one and see if anybody would bite for 150 bucks. Like you know I don't need this. Like anyone coming down here to my room is not going to like they're just going to walk by that. You know it's not yeah it's not, impre- pop, it's not impressive. Yeah it's not nothing special about it. Um, and that one's yeah. one of 150. So, I mean, you know, yeah, but I uh, hear you. yeah, like you said, get that money. Speaking of money, you have, you know, at the beginning of the year, you were all about it and you, and you do it during the whole year, but you know, it's good to set mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. You're big on the fig budget and setting, you know, setting a budget for yourself when the year starts. I don't know how you do it. I need some insight on this because we never know what's coming out. And I don't, do you just go off of last year's walk everyone through that? Because I think it is important because I've talked about it and we've talked about it that, you know, when we first got back into this, we were buying everything. And then I have an right. Alexander Wolf figure that I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Why do I have this? You know, and you just right. end up buying stuff you don't need. So, so walk us through how you budget yourself. Right. So starting off, I think the first thing that I wanted to do was analyze my time. Like, what am I going to say, man, the time I put in hunting for this or even simply clicking on ringside, Heroes Hideout, Amazon, Target, Walmart, the time that I spent clicking on these places, was it worth it? So that's what I did first. And then um, so I looked, I would look back over the year and I kind of started looking through my stuff. I have some stuff boxed up, some stuff displayed. Most of the stuff, if it's boxed up, I'm asking myself, all right, is this something that I plan on eventually displaying when I have space? Or is this something that's just going to kind of go to the back burner? Um, And then I look at stuff and say, all right, this was a complete impulse buy. So I'm removing the stuff from that's impulse buys. I'm not including that in my budget, like for the next year at all. Like, um, I'm trying to think of something that I impose, but uh, all of the the Storm Collectible Hogan's, like they look dope, like they look great. Yeah, they're good. But uh, I I didn't need all those, like so I, I kept I think one or I think I actually got one of them, one you or two of them me. from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I impulse buy from from my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I looked at that and I said, all right, I don't need that. So then I make, so really what I did was um, I made a list of everything that I want, even if I don't know if it's coming out. Like I have stuff on my list that it might not be coming out. That's cool. But if this stuff comes out, I know, all right, this is stuff I'm going to prioritize to buy. I'm going to buy it. So um, rewinding back to last year. So what I did was I took my entire, what I spent, all of last year and I minus the stuff that was impulse buys, um, which was a good portion of that. And then I said, all right, so now I'm looking at my list of what I collect. I collect African-American elites. I collect ultimate editions. 
I collect my father's favorite favorite wrestlers, my favorite wrestlers, and my son's favorite wrestlers. And then there's a few other things like I have a fighting game shelf. Um, I went on a little Power Ranger tangent, X Men, like little little things like that. I guess when I was just like full, um, but I don't really plan on getting too much more of that type of stuff. But I still kept a little bit of room in my budget for it. So um, like I can plan the ultimates. Every quarter, I'm going to buy two sets of them. So if I wait till they come in stores, that's 120 a quarter. So I times that by four, and I say, all right, so this is how much I'm going to spend if I wait in stores. And then I might, honestly, what I did was I upped it to $10. I know some of them, I'll be like, yo, I'm going to have to pre-order those. You know what yeah. I mean? So I say, you know, one, 160, 160 a quarter. This is where my math mind comes in, 160 a quarter. So I just run that up like, all right, so that's how much I have for ultimates during the year. And then, like I said, just having things that um, I know that I'm going to get like and then I left a little wiggle room. I think I left like 15 percent wiggle room for things that um, I didn't expect to drop that are just amazing that I, I'm going to need in my collection. Like um, I have everything is like far fetched things like if an Owen Hardstorm collectibles drops um. If you know, if you know, just certain things like that, or yeah. for example, my son's favorite wrestlers are Jeff Hardy's. Last year, I think it was three or four Jeff Hardy's that came out. So I'm like, all right, I need to plan for in my collection. I need to plan for the Jeff Hardy's that I'm going to have in in his collection. So I'm like, all right, I can plan for at least at a minimum of three, and then you know, if it if it doesn't hit three, then so be it. So um, and then also too, I, I don't think this was really cheating because I mean, I would have did it anyways at like the end of the year. Um, last year, I just went hard. Like I, I, that's right around the time when Macho and Edge dropped. Uh, the Ultimate Edition Macho and Edge dropped. Uh, the Ringside Exclusive Warrior dropped. I made sure anything I could order, I ordered at the end of the year. So like January so was not light. On the, not on the books for January. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so January was light, man. January was a real light month for me. So um. Yeah, we talked about that because it was like right. We were like, oh man, can't they just wait till next year? But it, in hindsight, it was cool they dropped that like. Like two days before right. the year ended or something so yeah it was like the 30th i had a dream about the ringside exclusive warrior i said man this thing's about to drop man and then i think like the next day wow nice. or the day after that it dropped it was it was crazy one yeah. of my homies banks was like yeah man those dreams don't lie man about these figs so yeah and um we, we talked about it. i mean it is more expensive to get it from ringside you do get it a little bit earlier but i mean i'm on uh I posted it to the group. I found like this landing page on Amazon that shows like all the elites mm-hmm. broken up by series. And then like elite 81, which is, you know, in stores now they're all six of them are on Amazon for 1999 prime. I mean, mm-hmm. the condition they get to you might not be, you know, I can't vouch for, but if you wait a little bit, I mean, you're going to save five, six, seven dollars a figure. If you, if you don't go with ringside on some mm-hmm. stuff that you just like, okay, I know I'm going to get this, uh, I don't need it right this second. Like you said, we're gonna we're gonna order from Ringside. We're gonna I'm gonna get those Ultimate Editions. Um, there's a, a tons of stuff. If I see it, I'm gonna need it. I want it right away. But you know, stuff like that. If I want, like you know, the Street Profits. If you wanted them for your collection, and Bianca, they're they're on there. I mean, you have four right. four African American wrestlers you could have grabbed for your collection right there and saved that extra money. Rocky right. Johnson and all, all that kind of stuff. So we, we talk about that. What Any other tic, tips or tricks? Because uh, one of them we always talk about is in these figure groups, uh, the fig cave, there's always people, you know, 
I gotta I gotta pay my rent. My car's broken. I'm I'm trying to get rid of a bunch of this stuff, you know. And it's you know it sucks, but it's gonna happen to all of us where we have some expensive that expenses that come up, or or we just want to clean the house and do a little spring cleaning. Um, besides, you know that what what are some other ways that you kind of save money on figures? Man, seeing past the hype, man. Like when stuff first drops, like nine times out of ten, you do not need to get it right away. Yes, and, I- and like. That FOMO, man, that fear of missing out, like, when something, like, for example, like, those AEW figs, like, they're going to sell out on ringside. That's going to happen. Like, but it's, I mean, if you go to eBay and if you can't wait, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But if you want a budget, if you want a fig budget, if you're running with the fig budget Buddha, you don't (laughs) need to do that. Like, you can wait. It's going to show up. Like, stuff is going to dry up. Everyone who wants it and needs to get it right away is going to get it. And then it'll end up being in Walmart for you for cheap, probably. You know what yep. I mean, so yeah. just yeah. you just got to wait it out, man. Like, that's really what it is. It's just you just got to have patience, man. It's it's like, um, so Phil, you know, I, I mess with the stock market a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying new stocks at the all time high. I'm going to wait for yeah. a pullback, yeah. man. That's true. It's per- it's a perfect analogy because, and all six of these newest, the Unrivaled Series 4, they're still up on ringside. So people have slowed on these. Either they've slowed or they're getting more in stock. But I think now in 2021, and Kyle Peterson talked about this on his YouTube, that I think now with two lines of AEW figures and a lot of these guys we've seen a couple times, you're going to see some, you're going to see them on the pegs a little bit easier every single time. Um, if you can wait, you know, and I, I, I'm a victim of this cause I pre-ordered that, that Cody, um, uh, ringside with the freaking belt. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm definitely gonna, as soon as I get that, I'm going to sell it. I don't know why mm-hmm. I pre-ordered it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to sell out real quick. I bought the blood, the blood brothers one. I, I love that one. I'm going to keep that. Um, That's a good set, man. Yeah. It's um, I think about no one know what I think about with that set when we went to Jimmy's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what makes me think of that set is, exactly. is us at Jimmy's. To it. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. Watched, we watched that match. That was an amazing match. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it has a, a special place for me. But uh, there's there's always people that are going to be selling stuff. There's always different websites. And, you know, it's it sucks to go hunting for figures, you know, and not find anything for a week straight. But, you know, part like we said, part of the fun for me and I know for you is, is out there hunting and finding this stuff and, you know, taking our sons with us to go and, and you know making a quick trip to target and oh man i came in here for yeah. came in for diapers and now i have you know found <laughs> this you know and it's only 20 bucks so right um, it's about that timing man like honestly man like if like you said you got to prioritize is it your time you're going to prioritize or is it your dollar like you you really honestly uh having a fair balance of both collecting isn't really it's not it's not realistic to be honest like um you really can't have both. It's either you have to put the legwork in yep. to be out here trying to grab it, or I mean, you you gonna have to you know pay 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 up for it. Um, that's why I said like there's there's certain things that's like I know I'm going to pre-order. Like I'm telling myself I'm going to wait for the ultimate editions to hit the pegs. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying about Stone Cold and Ric Flair. But when I see them, yeah, I'm probably gonna order them. So like I'm just you know realistic with myself. You know what I mean? And what we what we do, we've done a couple times, and we did this with the the Rock and the, the Charlotte. Like I got two Rocks, <laughs> or you got two Charlottes, or vice versa, and we just kind of split the shipping, or you know made it a little bit easier on each other. Um, right. You know, and that's what we can. You know, 
get up with somebody like that in your area that can order you know you can get that free shipping code or whatever um and uh well i totally forgot what i was going to say besides that but oh i i i will pre-order stuff and and kind of make a, a fomo purchase but i'm done the days of going on ebay for stuff i am not gonna do that there's nothing I need that bad. I, that's where I and I know people do that if they really want something, and you can sometimes find some deals on there. But that is the kiss of death if you are going to be, you know, if you have a budget or if you don't want to be spending money. Is like as soon as something comes out, it's going to be up there for double the price or you know even more, and you and you grab right. it. I mean, there's been so much stuff that we thought was going to be rare um, that ended up being so easy. I mean, those Alicia, I I bought that Alicia Fox Survivor series. <laughs> from somebody or somewhere i forget where it was and then it was like on you know it's like they're giving it away you know so right. um you, you live and you learn and that's how collecting kind of goes so but uh it's similar <laughs> to the stock market you're right man um last question before we get you out of here dude last meal uh if you were on death row hopefully this never happens but death row you had to have one last meal you could eat whatever the hell you wanted we've had some interesting answers on here the last couple of weeks what would your last meal be Last meal, death row. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I tell I'm the a, people you are a vegan, so I don't know if you would yeah, break I, your rule. I was gonna say, man, man, if I'm on death row, this is my last meal, and I'm, I'm breaking that, bro. <laughs> I'm coming up off of that. Yeah. Um. Let me see. I mean, I'm a sucker for seafood, man. Um, it would be some form of seafood. Um. Cause I mean, I don't think, I don't think I'd be able to tolerate steak. Cause I'm still thinking like, all right, I've been vegan. I'm on death row. So it would yeah. probably be, um, it will probably be a crab, some form of crab cake sandwiches or crab cake subs. Mm. Um, good. that's one of my weaknesses and something that I always think about, um, being vegan. When I see someone eating them, that, that usually catches my eye. Nice. So that's what it would be. Cool, man. Well, I, th- I appreciate you joining me, man. I-, I talked about it at the top of the show. You're one of the most, uh, the nicest, most genuine dudes I ever met, man. I feel like uh, I- I'm honored to be uh, to call you a friend, and uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you and your family, man. Uh, thanks for coming on here, dude. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, no problem, man. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll, do-, we'll do it again soon. Thanks man. for all the words. All, all right, man. Sounds good. Right. Love you, brother. All right, man. Peace. That is my brother, da- brother from another mother, Darius Johnson. You can follow him on Twitter if you want to, want to, Mister B Buck on Twitter, and uh, great stuff, man. Cool, cool to get to know people. You know, meet people off the internet. How creepy is that? You know, like I would have never known this dude before uh, I got into collecting, and uh, consider him a good friend. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, and I. Some you know right now with quarantine and the way things are, I I talk to some of these folks on our Facebook group, um, in our our group chats more than I talk to my friends that I've known for years. I mean I got friends I haven't heard from since fucking before the holidays, and you know we're we're doing our own thing. We have different you know different hobbies. I mean I don't know what some of these guys do, but um they don't collect anything so i mean it's just it's just a cool way to fill your time and and get through this quarantine bullshit um as a sane individual but uh, i want to thank darius for coming on i want to uh recommend some of our favorite podcasts to you guys obviously the guys at the run-in podcast are some of our favorites tom and dj they talk wrestling figures but they also talk wrestling 
uh, between AEW and, and Raw and SmackDown and NXT, uh, pop culture and sports. They kind of cover a little bit of everything and listen to all the crazy purchases Tom makes of uh, G.I. Joe and Marvel and all this weird stuff. So check them out. Uh, the WrestleGeddon podcast, our buddy Chris Matthews does a, does a great podcast over there. And he uh, works for Target, so he has kind of in, inside info and, and how – uh, you can go about finding some stuff. So cool podcast there. Obviously, the major wrestling figure podcasts. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of their show. Love, love what they've built over there on that brand. Our buddy Kenny Papa Bear Kenny uh, does the call up. It used to be a, a YouTube video series, and now he's on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, does some cool interviews with collectors, kind of similar to what we do here. Uh, and so there's a, and, and the squared circle figure po- action figure podcast is another one. So there's almost a, a wrestling figure podcast for every day of the week. Um, uh, I'm trying to find some other podcasts. So I want to find if there's a, a, a micro brawlers podcast or a, a Funko podcast. I want to, I want to kind of div- diversify my podcast listening. So if anybody listening knows of any of those, definitely hit me up. Um, our good buddy, Kyle Peterson on face, uh, a little bit of YouTube, is another great uh, person to check out. He does videos every single day, uh, live uh, videos of unboxings and figure hunts and all kinds of stuff. So check him out. He's a good dude to know. And um, yeah, uh, next week I'm not sure who we have coming up. I, I have some some guests in mind. Uh, as always, if you guys have someone that you want to see on the show or here on the show, definitely hit me up. Uh, I am at I hate JJ Reddick on Twitter, or you can just do Cave Fig at Cave Fig on Twitter. We're on Instagram. The best place is our Facebook group. If you want to support us, give us a nice five star review on iTunes. And um, all right, well that's it for me, guys. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week with a brand new episode of the Fig Cave. Stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon.